Hey, beautiful souls, are you a student on the cusp of your counseling journey or maybe even a seasoned professional working for somebody else but dreaming of launching your very own private practice? If so, I would love for you to join my incredible coaching membership today. It's tailor-made for therapists just like you, offering step-by-step support 24-7 because you know what, we're in this together. Plus, I've even got courses and CPD trainings included to help fuel your growth. I know, I love it so much and I hope you do too. Discover the path to your dream private practice your way dive into the supportive community and get some quick guidance, accountability and real connections. It's your business and I've got your back. So join me now and make your dreams a reality. Head over to my website today. The link is in the show notes and the membership is called Private Practice 101. I'll see you there. Bye. Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course, increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brooklyn Storm and good morning. It's Saturday, 11th of November, 2023. And oh my gosh, wasn't it a hot day in Melbourne yesterday. Um, I had so much fun. I took the day off and I went to the Mind Body Spirit Festival and it was so interesting. Um, interesting in an unexpected way because let me just say when I went there part of me I don't know I just had this experience it was different. I go every single year. It's um, just something I love to do. I look forward to the day <laughs> um, and I get really excited about it. Um, And I was yesterday as well. Um, But when I got there yesterday, I don't know. It was kind of like there was an energy in in the space, I guess, where I just kept thinking in my mind, oh, there's a whole lot of seekers here. And that's not even something I would normally say to myself. But it just felt to me like there were a lot of people there that were looking for answers, that were looking for healing, that were, you know, just... I don't know, it just felt to me like it was a space yesterday that was very heavy with the energy of, I don't know, people in need. Not that that was a bad thing or anything like that, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying it was, there was a heaviness about the place yesterday. Um, but anyway, I love, 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 love to go there. I know sometimes um, if you're like me and you go every year, <laughs> um, it can feel a little bit like Groundhog Day. You see some of the same stalls all the time, don't you? Um, but I love to see what's new and stuff like that. And also one of the things that I really love to do is I tell myself, trust your intuition, Brooklyn, and just see what you feel called to today. And get this. I went and had, now I'm just telling you this because the mind body spirit spirit festival is still on today and tomorrow for those of you who are in melbourne australia so that's why i'm recording this episode very early this morning in case you want to get and see this guy i um right when you first walk in 
there's um you know an aisle and if you stay walking down the first aisle um it's only a few stalls down you'll see a whole lot of readers um readers being um fortune tellers psychic readers oracle card readers tarot readers all of that sort of jazz now um they're all together in this one sort of um space and i think there's maybe about six or eight of them and anyway, I was walking past and then I saw this gentleman at the corner of my eye and I just knew I needed to talk to him. He was wearing a black shirt and he had um, a uh, malachite stone um, on cord. You know, it was, um, what are they called? It is it a cabochon? The cabochon was um, a cord that was made of, well, yeah, that waxy cotton. Um, but anyway, he had that. He had a black shirt. And there was a whole, there was, you know, so many readers. But for some reason, I felt drawn to this particular person. And I didn't go there yesterday with the intention of having a psychic reading or anything like that. In fact, um, I walked up to the lady who was coordinating it all. And I said, yes, I wanted to um, make an appointment to see this particular person. And his name was David. And um, his name was David Walsh, W-A-L-S-H. So there you go. You can stop listening right now and you can get in your car and drive straight up to Melbourne. It's at the Exhibition Centre. It is free entry, okay? So if you're looking for something to do today, <laughs> might be a good idea. You can turn off this podcast, jump in your car and then hit play and listen to the rest as, as you drive in. But anyway, so she says, oh, yes, 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 you can see him. And she makes me a, a card and I have to give this card to David. And I was kind of like shy. I don't know why, but I kind of got really shy. And um, I went up to him and I said, hi, you know, my name's Brooklyn. Um, and he said, yep, great, sure, take a seat. Now, I just, sorry, if you can hear squeaking, it's Buddy. He's got his favourite toy. It's a Kong sort of teddy. Um, it's got a squeaker in it. So anyway, Buddy's just had breakfast and he's full of beans at the moment. So, right. So anyway, I go and I introduce myself to I take a seat. Straight away, he's like, welcome, da, 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 da. I want to give you this thing. He gives me a, oh, it's still in my bra. <laughs> he gives me a piece of fluorite. It was, um. so fluorite, for those of you who don't know, kind of looks like that green bottle glass that washes up on the seashore. It's, it's faded though, it's not a dark, well the piece I got was not a dark green, it was like a light green and um, it has like a very pale purple sort of swish through it. Um, anyway, so he gave me a piece of fluorite and he said this is for me to take home, I said okay great and then he asked me, he started shuffling some cards, he had a few different decks of cards, he started shuffling the cards and was asking me, you know, what did I want to get out of the session? What did I want to get out of the reading? Um, and I was telling him, you know, oh, I've got this block around this thing and da, 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 da. And he said, yep, no problem. And he goes, show me your hands, um, the back of your hands. So I'm showing him the back of my hands. And he says, he starts telling me stuff. And it was so weird because um, the stuff that he was telling me was he goes, all right, you're, I'll just tell you what happened, all right, and then I'll get on with the show. But this is for people who are into this sort of stuff. <laughs> but anyway, he he says to me, um, he's touching my right hand, which I find out later is for the feminine and the left hand is for the masculine. He tells me on my right hand, he's sort of saying 
that he sees faces and he sees images and everything um, along the top of your knuckles, which I thought was super interesting. But anyway, he says, your, your mother's father is here. Um, and he starts talking to me and then I interrupt him and I say, well, I, which one, you know, which one? And he says, he, he goes, well, he's telling me he's your mother's father. And I go, yeah, but which one? <laughs> so, um, it's a complicated, uh, family tree, let me just say. And then he says, well, he's insisting that it's, um, her father and like, Okay, so he just kept repeating that. And then he said to me, um, they're showing me a man called Victor from Bold and the Beautiful. They're showing me the Bold and the Beautiful. Do you, do you know that show, Brooklyn? I said, yes, I do. And they said, oh, do you know um, the, the character called Victor? And I said, oh, yes. And he goes, yeah, so they're showing me this face and he's describing Victor's face and all this. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, no, I can't picture anybody that looks like that in my family. And anyway, so then he just sort of continues on and he's like, I can see this, I can see that. He tells me a bit of numerology. He says he can see an eight over on my left hand, my middle knuckle, um, but mostly he can see a nine around me. And he tells me, he goes, oh, wow, you're really smart. He said, you're really, really smart. He said there are, you know, he's done more than 1,200 readings. And in that time, he's only had 12 nines come through. And so I was the 13th nine and so he said it's really rare um and he was telling me about work and he was telling me oh that love is here love is just around the corner and I'm like no 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 thank you <laughs> it's like you know don't be so closed off to love I'm like yeah it's not that I'm closed off to it but I'm closed off to it I said I work from home I care for my mum I have a brand new puppy. I said, maybe the puppy is the love. He goes, no, nah, it's not It's not a puppy. It's a fella. I was like, no, I don't believe you. And then at different times throughout the um, session, even Pa, uh, my mother's father, I used to call him Pa, even Pa was apparently in on it saying, yeah, yeah, love's coming. Um, and this true love apparently is energetically connected to me already. Um, I may or may not have already met him, I guess. Um but he said, yeah, he's, he's the one and all this. I was like, scoff, scoff, you know, not me, you're not me. <laughs> I've had my Zsa, Zsa Gabor years, married and divorced multiple times. <laughs> not interested anymore. Been there, done that, got the T-shirt. But um, it, and I'm quite happy <laughs> without being in a relationship, if I'm entirely honest with you. And plus, you know, I don't think I have, honestly, I don't have space for, for a relationship in my life at the moment. I, I said to him, and he goes, but Brooklyn, this is your true love and it's coming whether you like it or not. I said, I believe my true love is here and it's my dog. <laughs> I said, I'm convinced it's Buddy. I love my dog. Um, let's call it that. Anyway, so it was really, really interesting. As I um, came away from, oh, yeah, he told me stuff about work that um, there was going to be a change of direction. I thought, oh, geez, what a surprise, Brooklyn having a change of direction with work. But yes, there's going to be a little bit of a change of direction with work, but it's going to result in deeper alignment, which I'm all about. And it's going to, oh, he said that I'm not going to have any issues with money. He gave predictions uh, for the next couple of months, 
which was around this person coming into my life. Oh, that's right. He was like, um, oh, well, with your dog, you know, you must be taking him to dog parks and stuff like that. I go, yeah, I take him to dog parks. So he goes to doggy daycare. He goes to the vet and he's going to school um, the week after next. And he was like, yeah, well, maybe you're going to meet this guy through the dog. I was like, oh, I don't know. Anyway, anyway um, yeah. It's kind of like make sure you wear deodorant and you clean undies anytime you go out with the dog. I was like, oh my gosh. Anyway, so I was walking away from the reading, blown away by what this guy had said because a lot of what he had shared with me, there wasn't any way he could have known. I mean, he didn't have time to um, Google my family tree. He didn't have time to, he didn't know me from Adam, you know, none of this. Yet... He was receiving messages. It is so weird. I, I believe in this stuff, but I've never had it really happen for me apart from one time, which I'll tell you about in a moment. So I really find it very hard to find a medium um, that's, I don't know, what, what do you say? A medium that actually does it. Like I saw one in Dalesford and she was a total charlatan. Um, she was telling me all this stuff about Gabe and it just wasn't true. I just know, I just know that that wasn't true. And she was telling me stuff about my, my past and people who crossed over, but I don't really know anyone who's crossed over. Um, anyway, apart from Gabe, that is my old dog. So but she she was way off track. But this guy, I was with him for 15 minutes. It cost me $60, which, yeah, led me to think about something else as well, by the way, um, which I'll share with you also in a moment. But, uh, yeah, I rang mum and I said, oh, my gosh, I just had this reading and it was so amazing. Sorry, I'm just moving a cushion because Buddy's decided to try and chew it. So I'm just swapping that for a teddy. Oh. There you go. You have Ted. Good boy. Um, and she was blown away by the insights that David, the reader, David Walsh, the reader, um, had as well. And then I was saying to her, you know, oh, yeah, Pa came through and da-da-da. And um, David was telling me he kind of looks like this guy, Victor of Bold and Beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, I kept walking around thinking about so I was walking around the festival thinking about all this that had happened and um I realized um in my family along the maternal line so my mum's line um it's German and nearly all the men were called different versions of three names so they were all called either Gordon Victor Victor Gordon Adolf Victor Victor Adolf like this um and then I I said to mum I called her back and I said hey he wasn't saying that pa looked like Victor from Bold and the Beautiful I think it was Victor trying to convey to David who he was by giving David an image of something that David would know the name of, i.e. Victor. So I think it was Victor that came through and I said, so I don't know which grandparent or great-great-great Victor it was. And she said, no, it was my father because my father's name was Victor Gordon and his father name was also Victor Gordon. And... Her father was referred to as Little Vic and he didn't like that. So he swapped his names around to be Gordon Victor, but his actual name was Victor. So he was trying to communicate the whole time that it was 
my mum's dad, Victor. Oh my gosh, my poor pa. He must have been sitting there in sheer and utter frustration at both myself and David Walsh for not figuring this out because it seems so obvious now. But anyway, the point of the matter is um, it gave me a lot of, well, I want to say kind of comfort to know that it's legit to know that, um, you know, all this stuff that I believe and that I go on about, it, you know, it's just nice to have these affirmations from time to time that it, it's true and it's real. And um, I loved it. And the whole the whole point of me going and booking that reading was I felt called to sit with this guy. I don't know why. I just felt called to sit with this guy, David Walsh, and ask him for guidance around a problem that I was having um I didn't really get the guidance around the problem I don't think that was what he felt I needed at, at the time and so I got all this other stuff instead which is probably exactly what I needed to know that I wasn't alone to know that um you know I could call on people who crossed for support and to know that you know you're never alone and it kind of um on the drive home I was thinking about it a lot and I was thinking about how um you know we have all the universal laws and one law that I really 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 always believe in is this law of non-separation or in Buddhism I learned it as the law of oneness um but in the spiritual world when you learn about um the hermetic principles and stuff like that um you learn about it as the law of non-separation um but that's that, you know, we're all one, right? We're, we're all made of the same fabric, i.e. we all come from source. We will all return to source, whether you call it source or God or love or something like that, okay? So having that just really helped me feel a little bit more grounded. Um, and then later that night, I had so last night I was sitting down and I just felt the need to journal and journal because I wanted to share with you um well first off I do want to share with you that's not true what happened was well I do <laughs> but what happened was um I just felt the need to journal and write things down so I wrote down a whole bunch of things um and this morning I woke up and I thought I want to share them with you this morning under the heading of how to solve a problem because there are traditional problem-solving ways, um, but today we're going to talk about the Brooklyn problem-solving way because <laughs> maybe it's going to help you. I don't know. I'm sure it's going to help somebody. Um, I'm sure it's going to help somebody who um, needs to get out of their own way and maybe needs to get out of their head a little bit. And I'll give you the background. I have had a particular problem recur in my life for the last, I don't know, maybe five years. This one particular situation or a variation on it happens annually at different times, but it happens every single year and it throws me for a loop. It triggers trauma responses in me. It um, triggers um, flight behavior. I, I, I'm not a fighter, but I will avoid things I'll avoid doing things I'll put my head in the sand I just I don't want to write it's definitely flight it's avoidance it's um shutting down it's that turtle going back into the shell for protection um all those kinds of things and I want to share with you what came through with my journaling yesterday and I'm going to make it into a worksheet so or possibly even a workbook so that I mean now I've done it I don't think I'm going to need it 
But while it's fresh in my mind, I want to write it all down because who knows? Of course, I'm going to have problems with my business in the future, like we all do. When we're in private practice, we are entrepreneurs, right? And entrepreneurs are risk takers. They can't avoid risk. You can't be risk averse if you're running a business. You have to take risks and some of them are going to pay off and some of them just aren't. Um, but also there are going to be challenges in the business. Nobody gets a smooth ride. Like it does it doesn't happen you could have the million dollar business if you want but the ride's going to be bumpy just as bumpy as it is for the person who's just starting out their practice there are going to be bumps along the way and unless you have a process in place that supports you you can spin and spiral like I was um so I'm going to write this out as a worksheet um for a reminder for myself for when I get into um, a challenging situation in my business next but also for you and yeah I'll make it like a workbook so that you can actually process things so the first thing that um, came up for me was you know how many times has this happened and I thought this was really interesting to reflect and to realize well it's happening yeah probably once a year for the last I don't know three four or five years but it's happened a number of times and then I remembered about how um, you know the universe gives you lessons and it will continue to give you lessons until you learn it and then you don't need to have that lesson anymore right um, so I thought maybe because this keeps happening um, I just haven't evolved yet to the point of having learned the lesson. So what is the lesson? So that was the first thing that I wrote in my journal. I said, what lesson do I need to learn in order to progress to the next level and start seeing the results that I desire and that are already destined for me, right? Um. And by that, I mean, and you can use that, you can write that down as well, if you like, for a journal prompt. What lesson do I need to know in order to progress to the next level and start receiving the results of the outcomes that I desire and that's destined for me? Now, um, I just want to break that down. When I say progress to the next level, what I mean is that I believe that you keep getting the lesson, you keep getting the lesson thrown at you until you learn it. Um, so because learning that lesson is the universe's way of getting you to do what's required of you in order for you to have what you want. Does that make sense? Um, the universe is saying, okay, you want more clients or okay, you want more inquiries or okay, you want a new team member or okay, you want more money um, in your business. That's fine. But you know, here's this lesson that you've got to learn and process so that you can have more inquiries, more, more clients, more, you know, all the things. Sorry, just picking up um, Buddy's toy. So that needs, that needs to happen. Um, it, the lesson is actually a requirement. The lesson is a requirement for you to grow okay the lesson feels uncomfortable because it is you are being cracked open the the pain of this lesson is the the growing pain if you like the pain of the lesson is the growing pain and that's 
something to recognize and when you understand that everything else starts to feel a little bit easier so it can feel really really difficult when you're in the throes of a challenging situation with the business maybe something's happened you know maybe something maybe there's been a conflict maybe there's been disagreement um maybe there's a money issue but if you look back this happens it's not the first time that it's happened um and you're upset you're triggered you're emotional about it all those kinds of things look for what do I need to learn like what is this trying to teach me so that then I can have the things that I want because the universe can't give you the things that you're wanting or desiring until you've learned this lesson and unlocked that okay and remember that whatever you desire is also destined for you right it comes from source, that inspiration. Um, so don't be afraid. This is only a lesson. That's all it is. And it's not personal. Like the thing that is coming up as the lesson is for you. So it's personal in that way. So it's personal in that way. But um, it's really about your growth in your business. Okay. The second thing that I wrote down was how does a version of me that's seeking this result or this outcome respond to these situations when they arise this is an important question to ask because it helps shift your world helps shift your mind away from oh why is this happening to me why is this happening to me again when will this stop happening to me it gets you out of victim mode it gets you out of to me consciousness and it shifts you into by me consciousness so by me consciousness is when you say okay how was I responsible for this um what did I do what didn't I do what did I forget to do um you know all those kinds of things it, it gets you into a state of mind where you're back in control and straight away by you being back in control you calm your nervous system down and you calm all that chaotic stuff that's happening on the inside right down so ask yourself that question um how does the version of me that gets this result or gets this outcome this thing that you want how how does how does she respond to these situations when they arise okay and take it deeper ask yourself what does she think what are her beliefs what actions does she take how does she feel emotionally in these situations when they arise uh, what about her emotional intelligence how do others see her right and then also think about you know what spiritual laws does she start intentionally applying like is she applying law of correspondence is she implying law of oneness is she applying um, law of vibration is she implying law of synchronicity is she applying law of compensation is she applying law of flow like what laws is she being intentional about now okay what laws is she being intentional about now what does that actually look like for her so is she reflecting on those laws and reflecting about you know what how are these laws working around this situation and what does she need to do um also ask you know what does it look like when she uses a growth mindset 
right? So when she's looking to to say, you know, what can I learn? How can I change? How am I expanding? How is this situation being gifted to me? It's a gift, although it feels like pain and torment and all those sorts of things. It's a gift. So what what is the present here? What is what is the gift? Um, does she, how does that version of her regulate her nervous system? How does she keep herself grounded? Um, uh, what else have I got? Does she use does she use um, tools to help her see things when she can't because she's spiraling? So you know. Um, for me, definitely using cards. Now, my favorite cards to use when I have a problem or a challenge are the Keepers of the Light Oracle Cards by Kyle Gray. The artwork is by Lily Moses. I'm just reading that off the cover now because I've got them out in front of me. Um, but these are cards that I draw strength from when I am having a challenge that always seem to give me the right guidance and the right advice. So it's called The Keepers of the Light Oracle Cards by Kyle Gray. Um, it's just an amazing, powerful deck, very, very intuitive. Um, when I drew the card, the card that came through for me was um, Quan Yin, Care and Compassion. It says, choose to be love, do what is right for everyone involved. And offer a helping hand and then that's just what's written on the card um, but then the actual description goes into a lot more to the point where it felt wild that it was um, the card that I pulled it couldn't have been closer to the truth of what I needed in that moment to help bring me back and I couldn't have seen that if I didn't use the card I just would have still been stuck in my head trying to figure everything out still spiraling on the inside doing all of those things so definitely using a tool for me it's cards for you it could be something else but for me it's usually a card I need that you know fresh perspective I need that fresh set of eyes I need that fresh insight because I know when I'm in my head I, I spin and I can't see the forest for the trees so that's the value of using cards for me and that's the deck that I use when I was at the um, festival yesterday there was a bookstore um, if you want to go and check it out it's um, probably three quarters of the way um, across so if you're standing at the front uh, if you're standing at the entrance your the entrance is on the left so please go to the right it's about three quarters of the way across to the right of the hall and it's probably about halfway down but you'll see a, um, a stall there with books and cards and things like that and I did purchase yesterday the wild um, Quan Yin Oracle Soul Guidance from the Wild Divine the Velvet Goddess Edition by Alana Fairchild it's in a great big I'd say it's well, it's close to A4 it's pretty big um, purple cardboard box with gold writing and gold font and there's a um, big gold embellishment on the front but the um, card interpretation book that comes with it is like a book in itself it's like not a little book that you get with standard oracle cards this is like a book you would put on your bookshelf so um i felt called to buy that yesterday because of this card that i pulled anyway so i can't wait to play with them i took them out of the box and they reminded me very much of um well just the imagery because i haven't read the book yet but i was you know sorting and shuffling the cards and they reminded me very much of um Tibet and Nepal when I went to Everest um, 
when I trekked Everest um, it was really really beautiful because I happened to be there um, there's Buddhist temples all the way um, up as you go and you can go and you can chant with the Buddhists and everything it's really beautiful um, uh, but when I was there there was a great big um, meeting a congregation of you know lamas from all different countries um, in Southeast Asia and I was fortunate enough to be blessed there and it was just so powerful and I can remember sitting and chanting with them but the faces of the people in Nepal look like the faces of the um, Kuan Yin that's on this card and also this card is full of um, imagery like woolly yaks and stuff like that that I saw when I was on the trek um, so kind of felt very familiar to me um in that sense the imagery it made sense it was like oh yes this is tibetan this is buddhist but i know it's kind of not but anyway um i felt a connection with the cards which is why i bought them and the other thing that i liked about that particular stall at the mind body spirit festival too was that they had a lot of the decks open so you could have a look at them and have a bit of a play around with them which was amazing okay something else you know do um, just in terms of problem solving do you feel like now might be a good time for you to speak to someone like this guy that I found this David Walsh this Don this I was gonna say Dominic in the rough but he's not a unicorn um, somebody who actually does have a gift it, it would it be helpful for for you to connect with somebody like that like is that what your soul's needing is is that you know the comfort or the assurance that you're seeking um also something else is asking what does this version of you do to manifest a favorable outcome for herself and others um that's in everybody's highest good now that's a really powerful one because it gets you into problem solving mode but in a way that still feels compassionate still feels caring still feels aligned but takes a sting out of um, a tricky situation for you so something like that can be really really wonderful um, other things does she consult with her doctor does she see her nutritionist does she go and see her kinesiologist um, what supports does she have in place around her and how does she access them how does she remind herself that she even has those supports um, how does she update um, certain aspects of her business to ensure that this doesn't happen again? Um, does she do a loving kindness meditation? So now I'm just brainstorming all the things I've ever done that have helped me solve problems. So a loving kindness meditation I learned when I was studying Buddhism as well. Um, uh, they call it loving kindness, but out here in, in the non-Buddhist world, it's referred to as a meta meditation. And it's very, very powerful. And there are plenty that you can go and listen to online. You can listen to them on YouTube. The other one that you might want to work with that's also very powerful um, is the Ho'oponopono um, prayer so it's I'm going to see if I can remember now look I don't drink coffee anymore and it's very early in the morning but I think it's something like um you know I'm sorry I love you please forgive me uh, there's two more lines I can't remember it off the top of my head but it's only five lines like that and you just say it like a chant over and over is that something um and then does she remind herself that whatever she's putting her attention onto is going to grow and expand and she's going to see more of? And, you know, 
is where is she putting her attention at the moment and what effect is that having on her and the situation where could she put her attention instead and how might that create a different outcome um uh, you know something else does she do eft tapping like tapping works so um i started a qualification in tapping years ago i never finished it because i just got sidetracked and waylaid but um and i just got um for me like having to remember the order of where you're tapping um uh, i don't know um but it works it works and the science behind tapping so yeah definitely does she do tapping or does she need to do tapping does she want to do tapping does she want to go and connect with someone who can give her a tapping session and maybe record it so that she can always go back to it does she journal and if so what journal prompts does she use to help unlock growth and to help unlock insight and to help unlock fresh perspective and answers and transformation um, and how does she measure her growth right how is she, how does she know when this issue has been resolved um, not just the 3d issue of whatever is going on in the business but in the broader spiritual sense like how does she know when the lesson's been learned how does she know that this lesson is not, is is learned it's complete and now she can move forward and now she's unlocked abundance or now she's unlocked opportunity or now she's unlocked outcomes or you know experiences or all the things that she's wanting um yeah and how does she shift her frequency how does she shift her vibration so you know is it like i'm a big believer in moving as a way to shift the body and shift the vibration so i really do believe in moving and i really do believe in like just moving intuitively to the beat of a song or something like that um or you know walking or running or i don't know something but for me i know that when i'm standing still um that energy is just kind of stagnant in my body and i kind of want to get rid of it so um it's going to be about moving so they're the things that came out of this whole experience I had with this guy yesterday. So having that meeting with him yesterday really made me realize I am a small, I, I'm a small speck in the ocean, um, yet I'm connected to everything that's here in, in, you know, on the planet, but also extends beyond right we're, we're all connected and having that understanding really really helped me and then as the day progressed more and more insights came through as you've just heard so they're all a bit of a mess in my little journal and as I said I will put this together as a little worksheet or even a little workbook so that you've got different ways of solving problems when they arise in your business because I don't want you to feel like, why is this happening to me again? This always happens. Da, 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 da. I, I want you to get off that hamster wheel. I've been on it. As I said, I don't know. Maybe it'll be three years. Maybe it'll be five years. I don't know. But I've been on the hamster wheel and it's not nice. And it's time to get off the hamster wheel or the merry-go-round, whatever. It's time to get off. And if that's you and there's been 
an unwanted thing that keeps looping in your business maybe it's I don't know maybe it's like you hire a new team member and then just when they get to a point of competence after you've trained them in your practices style and um, you know they're, they're competent in in that way um, they leave <laughs> Um, do you know what I mean? Or maybe you've got um, an experience of clients who you have really profound, deep relationships with and then they just kind of ghost you. Or maybe, I, I don't know, it's it's some kind of block or challenge that you keep coming up against. Um, you know, there's a saying, and I think it's from the Bible, but don't quote me because for all the study I've done on all different types of belief systems, I've never read the Bible. I know, I'm so sorry about that, but I understand that there's something in the Bible that says, you know, they'll throw, um, not they, it will be like Jesus, I guess, is going to um, throw a pebble and then uh, the rock and then the boulder. That's what I understand but there's a similar saying in spirituality we we say that throw the pebble the rock and the boulder I was thinking about this last night because I shared it with a friend of mine I was sharing oh yeah I was reflecting on this today because she was um sharing about a problem she was having and I said yeah I was remembering about you know this idea of you know the universe is gonna throw you the problem as a pebble then a rock then a boulder um, but then later on I was thinking I'm pretty sure that that's something in um, Christianity as well because I picked that up when I was walking the Camino um, and they use the um, when you walk the Camino so the Camino de Santiago is the pilgrim's trail there are many different paths that you can take um, I've done it twice I think two or three times um, you walk from France to Spain um, and I I'm just being so casual about it, aren't I? Yeah, you just walk from France to Spain. Um, actually, it takes weeks to do and it's a really grueling walk. <laughs> but that's the whole point of it. So the point of it is that the pilgrims use this walk and they would go by themselves and they would use this um, time to shed and release and forgive themselves and have compassion and, you know, reflect and atone for sins and do all of that. Um but the thing is, like, you start the walk and you've got the recommended 10 kilos in your backpack, which, by the way, isn't very much. Um, so, but, you know, it's 10 kilos. But by the time you end the walk, you've got nothing in your backpack. Maybe you've got a pair of jocks and some band-aids. That's it. Because you've released so much stuff along the way. Like, you just start getting rid of things. Um, you know, I got rid of... I, I had a couple of pairs of shoes, you know, I had my hiking boots to hiking during the day, but then I had a pair of flip-flops for, you know, the evening just walking around and then I had a pair of like something else. I ended up like everywhere you stop along the Camino um, for rests and, you know, accommodation and stuff like that. They have little baskets where you can leave things and you can um, – take things if you want as well so maybe you need a t-shirt and um, you can check this basket and if there's a t-shirt in there that will fit you you're welcome to take that and it's just part of the Camino culture like it's this whole no one owns anything you all share stuff um, and you if you've got something that you don't need or you no longer need you leave it for the next person who may need it so I left my walking sticks um, all those kinds of things so um, by the time that you get to Santiago you really have nothing um, but you feel like you've got everything 
it's really such a paradox I don't even know how to describe it you you have no physical possessions um or if you do the very 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 few but you feel like you've got everything that you need you just feel so complete you just feel so thankful and grateful and you feel abundant even though there's an absence of physical possession I, I don't even know how to describe this if you've walked the Camino you know what I'm you know what I'm saying um, but yeah so they use the idea on the Camino of like your backpack representing your life you know and you discard things along the way um, physically but also um, in terms of metaphorically or spiritually or emotionally you're letting go of things it's a really beautiful thing to do if you're if you're somebody who really likes to walk you don't need to be a hiker or long distance you don't need to do any training or anything like that but if you just like walking um, it's safe to do the Camino alone but I wouldn't recommend it I think it's always better to do it with another person um just because sometimes you can take a wrong turn here or there and I wouldn't want you to feel like lost or anything like that. I mean, lots of women do do it by themselves, but I would just, personally, I think it's probably safer to, as a woman, maybe just go with somebody else. But anyway, I'm getting way off topic, aren't I? So this whole episode is around different ways to solve a problem when it happens in in the business and this approach that I've shared is going to work for people like us that understand it's not only the things that we're experiencing in the world around us that it's bigger than us right it's bigger than us whether it's you know you're asking to be shown by God by the Holy Spirit by the divine by source by universe what angels whatever language you want to use we're all kind of talking about pretty similar things here and I just wanted to share it with you so that yeah as I said you can get off that merry-go-round and you can more quickly accelerate the success of your business, the results that you're seeing, the outcomes that you're getting, and maybe even your income. So it was my absolute pleasure to share this episode with you today. As I said, I will put together a worksheet and a workbook. Um, if you're in Private Practice 101, I will gift them to you. So you will see them um, splashing around the internet, I'm sure. Um, please don't buy it if you're in um, that membership. I will give it to you just as a gift um, with love. If you're not in the group and you don't want to be in the group, that's totally fine as well. You'll be able to purchase it. Um, you can grab it from the Etsy store, which is called Hey Therapist. Um, but it's not up here yet because I haven't made it yet. <laughs> but you'll know when it's up. Anyway, have a run, wonderful, 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 wonderful Saturday. I hope this was an interesting um, call for you today. And I hope that it was also powerful and helpful and useful. And please download it and save it for when you are in a pickle and you need something. Okay. All right. Have a wonderful Saturday. Bye. Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me 
provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload, and of course, increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen, and let's begin.